0: It's the Dubai Property Podcast for news, interviews and market trends. And
1: welcome back to another episode of the Dubai Property Podcast talking real estate around the UAE and of course available on Spotify this morning and Apple or wherever you get your podcast from. And we are up to another weekend, although it's kind of hard to keep pace of what day it is. At this time of the year, it is Saturday morning, December the 30th. And thank you, Erin, in Soho in New York in the US, telling us that you are a new listener and dreaming a little bit of Dubai weather and its warmth. And at this stage, you're just interested in analysing the Dubai property market. So great to have you with us this morning. Don't forget, of course, you can send an email through. Our email address is Dubai Property Podcast at gmail.com. Well, it is a Saturday, as I mentioned, the 30th of December today, and very shortly we are reflecting back with our New Year podcast real estate series for the UAE Property Market. And coming up in this episode, we reflect back to April of this year when I spoke to Faisal Durrani from Knight Frank about the property market report that they did with Dubai insights including the safe haven status for investors and he also talks about the safe haven status for investors high-end investors and the luxury investing market by investors so that is all coming up with Faisal
0: next Stay updated in the UAE real estate market with the latest trends, predictions, and insights. Know your property. The Dubai Property Podcast. From luxury villas to affordable apartments across every suburb in Dubai. Talking real estate with comprehensive insights on the Dubai Property Podcast. Well
1: there's a lot of speculation, predictions and sentiment among economists that the prime residential market in Dubai is expected to experience the strongest price growth globally in 2023 and there are a lot of reasons for this. And joining us this morning is Faisal Durrani and he is from Knight Frank and welcome to the Dubai Property Podcast. Podcast this morning
2: morning Craig thanks for having me
1: great to have you on and what are some of the factors contributing to Dubai's safe haven status for investors in 2023
2: Uh, really good question I think to, to answer that we've probably got to rewind a little bit to the start of the pandemic uh, we've obviously had an unprecedented global event and the authorities in the UAE responded in an unprecedented manner. And that had a significant impact on boosting market sentiment. Now Dubai is a very sentiment driven market. So that feel good factor has been crucial in helping to start the third freehold property cycle that we're in at the moment. And it isn't necessarily just the feel good factor because if we look at economic KPIs um, for the UAE, all of them are in positive territory or have been in expansionary territory for more than two years now. So businesses are feeling quite good about life, they're recruiting, they're expanding, they're growing. um, And we see that reflected um, in the form of increased demand for residential as well as commercial real estate. In addition to that, uh, Dubai was one of the first cities in the world to reopen following the pandemic. And a lot of the visitors that came to the city were international ultra high net worth individuals. Now they got to experience firsthand the way in which the country had contained the pandemic. And they also got to experience all the softer factors that make Dubai a great place to live, invest and work. Um, The climate, the safety and security, the rule of law, and arguably some of the best beachfront real estate in the world that comes at a fraction of the price compared to elsewhere. So those are some of the key factors that have underpinned the rebounding of uh, Dubai's residential market, particularly at the high end.
1: You know, it's interesting when you talk about the feel good factor and sentiment, as you said, sentiment really is a driver for the market and more so than a lot of other markets. The feel good, I call it the vibe, you know, the attitude, the, the swagger even, you know, of Dubai. So it is just so, so much of a big part of of the way in which investors sort of drive in, buy up and feel good about what they're doing.
2: You're, you're absolutely right. I think the, um, the other sort of crucial difference in this cycle versus others is that these international ultra high net worths who've been targeting Dubai's most expensive homes are actually largely second home buyers. And this is a significant departure to previous market cycles where a lot of the activity was was sort of buy-to-flip uh, purchases that were taking place. And we know um, that a lot of the homes that are being transacted at the moment are second homes because we see... International um, ultra high networks, but you know, paying record prices for homes in locations such as the Palm Jumeirah, and then spending almost the same again on refurbishing those homes. Some of the villas on the Palm Jumeirah are now you know between 15 to 17 years old, so they do need refurbishment. But the level of customization that's taking place is sort of suggesting to us uh, that these individuals are unlikely to put those homes back on the market anytime soon. And we're always trying to look for signs of a maturing real estate market. I think we have to remember that Dubai's freehold market is only 23 years old. So one of the signs that we're keeping an eye on is the fact that these high-end homes are being effectively locked away, if you like, in inverted commas, for a period of time. We see that happening in more mature markets around the world, where homes are purchased and removed from the natural cycling of properties, which then contributes to a lack of supply, uh, which is taking place in Dubai at the top end, which again is contributing to the strong price growth we're seeing at the moment.
1: And Faisal, there will be a number of people, a number of our listeners who won't really know what an ultra high net worth individual, they won't know what the figure, the dollar value that you need to have to be called one of those ultra high valued uh, investors. So perhaps just sort of break that down a little bit for us, for our audience.
2: Sure. Uh, So an ultra high net worth individual would be someone that has a net worth north of five to ten million dollars, and that would exclude their primary or main residence. And to give you an example of some of the budgets that we've seen from these individuals for homes in Dubai. We've had you know, requirements north of $100 million uh, US dollars for a single home in Dubai. And we have only just started to see properties coming through at, at that sort of price point. Prior to the last couple of years, Dubai has never had properties being sold or built um, at that price point. But we're seeing the market responding, we're seeing developers responding and providing the market with those sort of really, really high end luxury homes now.
1: Okay, and how does the affordability of prime homes in Dubai compare to other luxury residential markets around the world? Because as you say, there's a lot more buying in that top tier, but it's also quite
2: affordable when you break it down. Absolutely. Um, So that's a really good point. So when we talk about the prime residential market in Dubai, our definition of that includes the neighborhoods of the Palm Jumeirah, Emirates Hills and Jumeirah Bay Island. Um, Now, I appreciate that is not necessarily a contiguous geography as you'd have in other markets around the world, but it does reflect the growth of the city. So those are the three neighborhoods that we class as prime. And last year, those three areas collectively recorded price growth of 44%, which is the strongest price growth for any prime residential market in the world. Now, whilst that is a pretty eye-catching figure, at the end of the day, it translates into an average transacted price of about $900 a square foot, which positions Dubai amongst the cheapest prime residential markets in the world. In fact, a million dollars in any of these three prime areas buys you about 1100 square feet of residential space, which is about five or six times more than you'd get in Hong Kong and about three or four times more than you'd get in London or New York.
1: Yeah, exactly. So what about uh, the downside for potential risks to Dubai's real estate market? Is there anything that investors should be especially
2: wary of? Good question. Now, we're, we're not uh, blind to the fact that there are um, obviously downside risks in, in any market. And right now, just uh, just to remind you, we are only in our third freehold property market cycle that commenced exactly two years ago. And for comparison, our first uh, market cycle, we had price growth for about six years. In our second market cycle, we had price growth for about four years. So we're two years into number three, um, and we've had price growth for two years, and it appears to be sustained. One of the key factors holding prices is, is the lack of supply, particularly at the top end of the market. But look, all of those things being said, um, Dubai is a global city and therefore exposed to global risk. Um, There's a lot of talk about either a global slowdown or a global soft landing. um, And eventually that will impact Dubai should that materialize through economic contagion. The other risk is obviously rising interest rates. The UAE maintains a mirror fiscal policy to the US and therefore, you know, undoubtedly, mortgaged households have seen their outgoings increase over the last couple of years. But the interesting thing about the Dubai transactional market at the moment is last year, about 80% of all transactions were done through cash. And for comparison, the year before, it was about 40%. And back in 2007, it was 50%. So last year, we actually had the largest proportion of deals driven by cash. And that's not because the banks are lending any less. It's just because we have this weight of international capital targeting homes in Dubai. So to an extent, the rising interest rates poses less of a risk, at least for the time being. The other factor that we're monitoring at the moment is the strength of the U.S. dollar. That started to to climb um, at the back end of 2022. We must remember that some of the biggest source markets for property purchases in Dubai are places like the U.K. and India. Their currencies uh, will obviously feel pressure from from a rising dollar, which will make Dubai more expensive for buyers from those locations. But we haven't seen that coming through yet. Uh, But it is something that we're watching.
1: All right. We'll leave it there, Faisal. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast this morning. No doubt we will talk soon. Thank you very much, Craig. Take care.
0: Know your property and navigate Dubai's competitive real estate market with us every week on the Dubai Property Podcast.
1: If you are looking at coming to Dubai, buying something, get in touch with Lillian and we'll get you onto the podcast because we really want to make this first decision sale for Lillian so she's got it under about. there you go Lillian there's a little bit of a plug for you
0: thank you Craig that's really kind of you and even if you just want to get in touch to have a chat I'm always really really happy to speak to people about any subject so my uh, new Instagram handle is architect.propertyexpert.dubai and there you can see my adventures from start to finish uh, I talk about the areas about the architecture and just lifestyle in Dubai The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. The Dubai Property Podcast for all things real estate.